You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Auburn is not a place, it is a people. The loveliest village on the plains is more than a college sports venue, more than a university filled with historic buildings, more than a quaint little southern town. Its worth lies within its people, those that call Auburn home, whether that be for a single day at a time or for a lifetime. Much like our legendary Toomer's Oak Trees, our stories are the product of a firm foundation laid in the beginning of our Auburn story. These are the stories of the Auburn family. These are their roots. War Eagle Auburn family, and welcome back to Auburn Roots. This is our journey of exploring and sharing the stories of your Auburn family members. This is episode 20, and we have been through 19 Auburn stories where we've learned new experiences, new revelations about what it means to be an Auburn Tiger. And I'm sure that episode 20 will deliver just as many new revelations about the experience that cannot be replicated, cannot be duplicated. You will only know what it is if you've experienced it. So let me welcome my next guest here for episode 20. He is my friend. He is one of the co-founders of the E2C Network, what began as the Ever to Conquer podcast way back in the day, almost seven years ago now, he is none other than Mr. Benjamin King. What is up, my friend Ben? Kyle, I appreciate you having me on here, man. Uh, I can't believe it's been seven years almost since you started this thing. and kind of started it together. I was about to say, I didn't start this thing. You, hey, me you did all the work. I just showed up. <laughs> Well, that's neither here nor there, but this would not be a revelation without you and Tristan agreeing to do something random with me when we weren't even in the same states at the time. The fact that you two would get on the interwebs with me, and I can't even remember, Ben, like how we got the first podcast out there. I just know it wasn't good. <laughs> I, I remember. You want me to tell you? Oh, go ahead. So it all started as much... And as many things do with the Iron Bowl. And uh, that was when I had to work for Black Friday. And we had a few years where, uh, for whatever reason, they decided to do the Iron Bowl on a Friday. Terrible. Um, and so you went and uh, I, we uh, sold you our tickets for the Iron Bowl in 2013. And you were like, hey, I've been thinking about a podcast. And I was like, yeah, man, that sounds good. Let me know. And then uh, going through that. Iron Bowl was fantastic. You rushed the field. Caroline and I watched it after I had gotten off work. It was great. Um, glory days, 2013, what a year. Made it to the national championship. And we watched that together, too, at the BCM. Mm -hmm. And then uh, afterwards, we were like, all right, it's time to start this. We need some therapy. And the first one was kind of recapping the 2013 season and then going into, like, all Auburn sports. And that's when 
we tried to do everything on a single podcast, which was down where we nuts. <laughs> Just absolutely nuts. What you've built out of this has been awesome. Now that each program kind of has its own show and its own way of going through and deep diving into things. Uh, so much better than when we started the thing. Do you remember how long the pages of notes were that I gave you? Like seven. I mean, it was ridiculous. It took so much time just to get through it. It was, you know, like it sounded great in concept at the time. And then I remember sitting here and being like, we need to try to like break this out into separate shows at some point. I was Uh like, I just don't have the time to do it. And then I remember Kyle sitting there saying that to himself. I I can barely manage one. How can I do seven or eight when we have them all concurrently running the, when they have co-hosts and everything and here i am doing all of those now it's like well okay that what, what was a big deal <laughs> anyway ben this is not my story that'll come way down the road after we've done plenty of other auburn stories that are far You're number 100 no 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 I, I will find something much better than me for episode 100 i don't know what that'll be when that'll be uh but my story is not worthy of that but yours oh, is definitely worthy of an interest you know i like to do things on the special numbers episode 10 was my wife jessica and ben i must be honest she kind of takes the cake ahead of you i know that's hard for you to wrap your Mm. head around that so that's why she was the first member of the etc network to get one of the tens and then smith was on 15 but you get 20 my friend i appreciate being the jeremy or uh jeremy sherwood is that right (laughs) i guess jeremy and sherwood Uh, yes mispronouncing his name Yes, we're, but, we're yeah. butchering it. Yep, the Sherwood of the podcast this well, year, number 20. Here's the thing is that that defense would not be complete without him. So this podcast and this series would not be complete without you, sir. So with that, I think we could, you know, find plenty of things to just ramble on about for, for days here, uh, just the about the two of us. And we can get into some of that as we go along here. But I want you to start us off on your journey of telling us about your Auburn story about telling us about you before or without Auburn. Let us get to know Ben King outside of that. Where are you from? What do you do now? Like just anything that you want to share about yourself and your life to this point outside of Auburn. Uh, Outside of Auburn. So it's difficult to do something outside of Auburn um, just because so much of my life has been wrapped around um, the the wonderful place that we call home to the Auburn family. Uh, You know, like I said earlier, our podcast kind of came out of the Iron Bowl, but uh, my birth into the Auburn family also came out of the Iron Bowl in a sense. Uh, in fact, you know, we're recording this on December 1st. December 2nd, tomorrow is the anniversary, the 31st anniversary of uh, the first Iron Bowl uh, in Auburn in Jordan Hare Stadium. And I was born three days before that. Uh, strictly so that my dad could make it to the game. <laughs> uh, my my parents like walked around campus. They had me when they were in school. Uh, I'm a third generation. And my grandparents had my mom when they were in school at Auburn. And then my parents had me when they were in school at Auburn. And uh, they like walked all around campus. Uh, I was supposed to come out on the 29th of November. And they were like, he's not coming late because we got tickets to the Iron Bowl. Uh, so Kind of, kind of a fun little tidbit there, um, why it's difficult to separate myself from the university that we all love and uh, share a, a common bond with. Um, outside of that, uh, live in Atlanta now. This is where I call home. Uh, I work for the Home Depot, and I've been there for five years, which has been fantastic. Uh, you know, at the Home Depot, we say orange-blooded, 
And because of my Auburn roots, uh, I'm orange-blooded well before I got there, but even more so now that I have been there. Just for the quite wrong some shade time. of orange, though. Uh, they're very, very close, honestly. If you look at the, the Home Depot orange and the Auburn orange, while we technically are a burnt orange, much of my clothing matches very closely. And in fact, on like success sharing days, I'll wear my all, all orange outfit. Um, especially when we used to be in the office, haven't been in that for quite some time because of the year that is 2020. Um, but yeah, the, the orange outfit I have is because of Auburn, uh, the orange slacky slack pants, uh, khaki style, but orange, um, orange button up all Auburn orange, but it matches. So, uh, orange blooded at heart. Uh, besides that live in Marietta, Georgia. It's a fantastic city. Um, not a lot of things besides Home Depot and Auburn really uh that those two kind of things define my persona, I guess. Uh just because I'm so wrapped up in my work and love what I do and uh you know, love my college and university and have so many friends and family that went went there, attended there, um, are fans of it. And you know the old saying, the uh the person wearing the Auburn shirt went to Auburn, the person wearing the Bama shirt went to Walmart. So uh, it's good not to have too many bandwagon fans. Um, even when we're good, it doesn't seem, seem to happen. Um, there was one time uh, when I was in South Africa, I was there in 2011 for a semester um, and met a guy in the airport wearing an Auburn shirt. And I told him War Eagle and he was like, what? And I was like, your shirt, an Auburn shirt. And he was like, oh yeah, congrats on the cup. <laughs> <laughs> Which was great. Oh, goodness. Well, see, look, you over here, Tay, and you don't have anything outside of Auburn to share with. You just dropped a bomb. Oh, I've been to South Africa. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I always felt called to go to South Africa or to Africa in general um, for missions and uh, had the opportunity through the um, Alabama Baptist Mission Board. I think that's what the, the acronym was. Uh, in 2010, that's when I applied, and in spring of 2011, I had the opportunity to go there. Uh, spent four months in South Africa, um, ministering to a gym and a school and a couple different churches. Uh, we led a part of a youth group. Um, we had a, uh, a ministry out of a Norwegian settled church, which was pretty cool. Um, kind of the history there and uh, the partnership with um, the ministry that we uh, and were actually there to support. Um, all really cool stuff. It was such a fantastic opportunity. And, you know, it's weird because um, growing up in the Baptist church and like having people go on mission trips, I always thought it was a little ridiculous for people to go um, for like a week trip and uh, feel like they made an impact. But being someone on a long-term mission group and then having that team come and kind of share a week with you in your shoes is, I know it's so rewarding for the people that go on those short-term missions, but for the people on long-term missions, it's just such a rejuvenating time to be with uh, kind of your, your U.S. family in a, in a foreign land. And so I definitely uh, encourage people to, you know, take those short-term mission trips because you're not just going to be blessed out of it, but you're going to bless those that you visit as well. Yeah, that's a very awesome thing that you were a part of there. And, you know, obviously it takes a lot of courage to not only just get on a plane, because that's, you know, that's tough for me, Ben, but uh, to go over there and, and dedicate your time to doing that and helping and serving others. 
Uh, so you deserve to be commended. And I, and I know that you don't seek that type of praise out, but I just wanted to make sure that I echo that, what many felt like when you were doing that during your college years at Auburn University. And you even got a, well, I don't know. Do you consider that a War Eagle moment? Because the guy just said basically, congratulations oh, on the cup. So it's a War I Eagle had, moment. I had a handful of War Eagle moments over there because uh, I, I wear Auburn clothes everywhere. And so I'm shocked by that, Ben. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, when we were in Durban one time, and if, if no one knows kind of the geographic location of South Africa, the uh, World Cup was there in 2010, and I was there in 2011. Um, so one of the reasons why someone in South Africa said congrats on the Cup, uh, right before we had won the national championship in college football. But also we had gotten to visit a lot of the sites. So like in Johannesburg or in Durban, um, one of the two, I was wearing an Auburn shirt and someone ran up and yelled War Eagle to me, which is pretty cool. So, you know, when you're halfway around the world, an uh, 18-hour plane ride uh, somewhere else and you have a War Eagle moment, it's pretty special. So here's the cool thing about this now, Ben, that you, you know, declared a War Eagle moment there. We've had one person had, uh, we, obviously, we've had one in Europe with D Ford being episode number one here. Speaking of which, listeners, if you want to go back and check that out, you should. It's the the episode that kicked this whole series off for Auburn Roots is D Ford's story. You don't want to miss that one. So one in Europe, we've had one in uh, Africa now. We've had one in South America and clearly a ton in North America. So I think now we just got to check off Asia and Australia. And I don't know that we'll get an Antarctic one, but if we do someday, I will consider it the biggest accomplishment of this podcast to have a documented case in all seven continents around the world. So thank you for checking off that one for us, Ben. Awesome. I'm happy to be a part of it. The other aspect that I want to talk about you that's maybe a little bit necessarily outside of Auburn, but kind of leads us into that discussion is you have a lot of roots in Virginia and you have a lot of disdain for certain things in Virginia. So why don't you describe (laughs) to me, uh, you know, I've heard you talk about it personally when we're all around us and you're love of all things hokey uh but uh i want you to talk a little bit about (laughs) that state why it's got some connection for you and why you have such a disdain for certain things there yeah so uh i guess it's the 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 dark ages of my life no not really um when my parents left auburn uh we moved to huntsville we were there for nine years until we moved to dothan uh we were there from 99 to 2001, uh, and then moved up to Roanoke, Virginia for eight years before I came back to Auburn for school. And uh, in Roanoke, Virginia, I spent middle school and high school up there. Um, great time, uh, beautiful place, but it just wasn't home. You know, it's, it's weird when you're so far away. And back then, the internet wasn't what it was. Uh, the, we were still on Jefferson Pilot for a handful of games. <laughs> wow, that's throwing it back a like, bit. I know, right? And it was so difficult to watch some of those. Um, I, I streamed a game against Louisiana Monroe on a 97 PC, and it was so laggy. And I mean, I, I, but I had to watch the game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so back in a time like that, you felt so disconnected from kind of the SEC, living in ACC country. Anytime I saw someone from an SEC team, I felt like, oh, look, part of my family's there. I'd I'd see someone from Alabama and I'd be so excited that, and this was back when Alabama sucked. So there wasn't just a ton of people that were on the bandwagon. Yeah. There was a time folks when Alabama actually was not good at football. Yeah. You actually had to be like a fan of the university to actually wear a hat because they were so bad. Uh, Seven straight baby or six straight. 
it should have been seven. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, the yeah, just just seeing someone from the SEC then was um, a special thing. So I in Roanoke was forty five minutes from Virginia Tech, and back then was uh, the Beamer era of Virginia Tech. So they weren't terrible like they are now. Uh, and in the Beamer era, they were leader of the pack, and they started out in the Big East and then moved to the ACC. They and Miami moved from the Big East to the ACC. So they ruled the roost at the Big East, and then they ruled the roost at the ACC. Uh, They were top dog, or so thought they were. And in 2004, uh, just a year after I'd really started following football hard, because I've been to an Auburn game, I want to say like almost every year of my life, except for this one, because of the year that is 2020. So it's, it's, broken my streak of at least over a decade um, of being two consecutive Auburn games every single year. Uh, But taking that back, 2004, the banner year should have been a national championship year, but instead we had to go play in the Sugar Bowl against Virginia Tech and just beat the tar out of them for three quarters and then played prevent defense and let them try to come back. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, we still did win. Uh, 14 and 0, or I think that's what it was. Um, fantastic season. Should have been co-national champion. Still mad about that. In fact, if you look at the record books, there isn't a national champion in 2004, so we should claim it uh, because Oklahoma got destroyed. In fact, didn't they lose their their uh, championship game before going? Ah, uh, yes, I believe I th- they did. Yeah, so they lose their championship game, and then they get just stomped in the ground by a cheating USC team uh, that then had the title taken away from them. 2004 national championship. There it is, baby. You know it. You heard it here. Uh, Ben is one of the bigger advocates that and he doesn't hold a grudge whatsoever, folks. (laughs) No, I hate Oklahoma and Bob (laughs) Stoops and Virginia tech and Alabama and and now Virginia because they double dribbled. You hate everything that that goes against Auburn. (laughs) Don't even get me started on the double dribble. I'm still angry about that. I'm not as angry about 2004, but double dribble is just its too soon. I work with some people from UVA. You know, take that ball and shove it where the sun don't shine. All right, break it back and in before dribble. you get too riled up over here. <laughs> oh, let me bounce off my foot and then pick it back up. And the ref's not going to call Jack. Let me jump into this player as I shoot I've, a three. I've sent Ben into the abyss, folks. He's not coming <laughs> back out. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm back, I'm back. Anyway, I, I love hearing perspectives of, of people um, that have spent other time, obviously around Alabama or the Southeast, but even other areas as well, just to kind of hear, you know, what connections you make there. And, you know, I guess my question would be this, and you know that you said you had a lot of disconnect from the SEC, but was there an Auburn presence at all in Virginia that you remember? Uh, there were a couple people, yeah. Um, we had some friends, so I was homeschooled uh, up until um, – junior year of high school when I like got dual enrollment at the local community college and one of the dads in uh in our homeschool group um was an Auburn grad so we would like get together with them and watch football games like once a year which was nice but uh as people that I knew that had Auburn connections there were only a handful and uh that's just because no one from Auburn in their right mind would want to live in Virginia um (laughs) But it was okay. It was it was a pretty state. It's a nice place. I don't miss any words from there. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to live there again. Well, there you have it. Ben has given his opinion on many things already uh, between Oklahoma, Virginia, and several other things. In I'd never want to visit Oklahoma. In fact, 
I have a goal with Home Depot that I want to purchase something in a Home Depot in every state. And I've gotten a lot of them knocked off because I travel a lot with the company or did before 2020. Um, I don't know why you said you don't like flying. I love flying. It's one of my favorite things, honestly. Because it's out of my control, Ben. Like that, my my life is in the hands of someone else. That's why I drive. One of the most relaxing things for me is just getting on a plane. I don't have to do anything. I can just watch a movie. It's amazing. But Ben, I'm a control freak, and this is why I have eight different (laughs) podcasts I have to edit. So, okay. Well, (laughs) see, we're going to try to keep a flow, so you don't have to edit this one. I think it's going uh, well so far. I haven't said anything you have to cut out. I don't know. You said a few things in there during your rant that I may have to go back and check on you, but hey, we'll, we'll find. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, let's get into the meat of your Auburn story now. And I'm really intrigued by the fact that your father literally said, no, my child is going to be born on this day, so I can't miss the Iron Bowl. Is that not the most Auburn thing ever? Is he not a, like, is he somewhat ashamed of that in some ways, or is he like proud of it? No, they're of proud it? of it. They, they tell the story. Um, my mom and dad, they, they happily tell that, you know, they walked all over campus to ensure that their child was born on the date he was supposed to so that uh, they wouldn't miss out on the first ever Iron Bowl in Jordan-Hare. So uh, that's just how diehard my family is. That's why we're all crazy. Um, in fact, I've got from the past three victories for Auburn, it's been when we were all together. So that 2013 season, uh, all three generations, Caroline, myself, my mom and dad, and my grandfather and grandmother all watch it together. And then we have a little picture of us uh, with the number one in the state. Fingers right afterwards. Uh, same thing for 2017, same thing for 2019. So it's pretty special. Um, it's a great bond between our family. And, you know, when a lot of people say the Auburn family, um, I don't know if it means as much to them as it truly does to me because a lot of my family really revolves around the university and the connection we all have to it. So uh, it's, it's just a special place. You know, I think that the concept of the Auburn family uh, can be as obvious as you want it to be, but as broad as you want it to be. And I, I think it ex- makes it extra special, especially for people like you that have such a deep, passionate connection to the town, the university, the team, like your family clearly does. And then, you know, the Auburn family can extend to just those that become part of your extended non-related family within the Auburn family as well. And we've had several stories about that, but I do think that is what really solidifies for, for people within the Auburn family is that somewhere along the line, they can pretty much trace it back to someone who formed their roots before they were even set or started planting their own roots. And I think that's great that you've got that to look back to and, and to be proud of. What are some stories or, or anything that comes to mind about your family in Auburn that you remember back from your, your younger years? Mm. Uh, so one of the first games that I remember being at, uh, my grandparents had uh, season tickets and they've had season tickets for a long time. Um, upper deck on the non-alumni side. Um, but 50-yard line, so it was great seats. Um, when I was a little kid, maybe maybe I was like five, six, something like that, didn't care about football. Loved going to the games, loved going to Auburn. Uh, it was always fun walking around the campus and my parents always pointing out things that they had done and where they were and then being like, oh, this has changed, oh, this has changed. Now, when Caroline and I go back, uh, having graduated, um, I guess, six or seven years ago for – depending on which one of us, uh, we do the same thing now, which is pretty cool. Um, but when I was at the game, uh, up in the upper deck, 
did not care about the game. Um, don't know. Don't even remember who we were playing, honestly. Uh, Cause I was a little kid. And the one thing I do remember is the, it was a night game cause the stadium lights were on and there were bugs flying around everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, some girl who had just graduated, I believe, or maybe she was in high school, I'm not sure, um, walked around with me in the upper deck, like chasing bugs. And that was such a good time. Uh, so take that um, to when going to games. And a lot of my stories revolve around games because we would travel back, regardless of if we were in Huntsville, which was like a, a four-hour drive, or uh, Dothan, which was a really quick two-hour drive, which was great or Roanoke, Virginia, which was a 12-hour drive. Uh, we always went back for at least one game a year with my grandparents um, just to enjoy the Auburn atmosphere and, and get to experience the game together. And uh, in the 2004 season, I actually went to a few games that year, and the biggest one was Georgia. And uh, if you remember that game, um, Georgia came in, I, I believe, highly ranked. Uh, we were both, you know, potentially on our way to the – SEC title game, and they had a uh, a prolific offense and um, Reggie, what was his last name? Reggie Brown, maybe? Reggie Brown for Georgia, I believe is right, yes. Yeah, that uh, Junior Rose Green hit on him. Oh, yes. Oh, man, the, the hit, I was there for it. Um, back then, uh, on that day, we had uh, paper shakers for some reason. I think they were, like, celebrating – the old time shakers. And so there were like little pieces of paper shakers, like flying all over the place. It was a little bit windy. Uh, the entire stadium chanted Reggie for like five minutes as we were trying to, you know, hope that he could get back up and walk off the field. Thankfully he was able to, um, junior Rosegreen was one of my favorite players because of that. And, you know, his, uh, multiple interceptions against Tennessee and then, uh, Quentin Groves on that team. One of my other favorite players, uh, number 54. So, um, yeah, a, a lot of my stories revolve around football uh, for whatever reason, just because, uh, you know, that was what I got to experience of Auburn when we were far away. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think what the cool thing about that, yes, they re- revolve around football. And that's what we've always said here on this network is that football is the engine that drives the car, but the car doesn't continue to move without the other parts. And that includes the other sports programs. That includes the actual university, its academics, and its people. So, but one of your stories is not even about football, even though it was at a football game. It's something as simple as chasing bugs up in an yep. upper deck. And I can picture that. Like I can, I can see that because I have those same images in my hand of being surrounded by thousands of like-minded people, the roar of the game going on in the background, and then just something as simple as the buzzing of bugs in the background that feels just right on a fall afternoon or evening for that matter in Auburn, Alabama, just kind of sets the stage for me. And kind of, honestly, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, Ben, you're giving me a little bit of chills down my back here, sir. So you, you painted. <laughs> you describing that gave me the same thing. You just gave uh, me chills and I gave it back to you. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's what makes this so special is yes, it's, it's about football, but it's about so much more than that. It's about what we feel, what we experience, who we meet, who becomes part of our Auburn family, our little inner circles within the Auburn family amongst that. And it'd be interesting to know if that, that girl that you ran around with uh, has that same, you know, story to think back off. Maybe one day we'll get around to her and ask her that. <laughs> and then I'll be like, you know, there was this weird dude on episode 20 <laughs> that said the same thing. 
and about the same time frame. So I imagine you guys should have a conversation and reminisce about that moment. Um, That'd be great. You mentioned, obviously, that you are a graduate, proud. I want you to talk to me about your journey to uh, get to Auburn. Um, where did you, what kind of route did you have to take to get there and, and open up that bit of your story for me? Yeah. So uh, up in Virginia, um, I think the first time looking at the school was 2016 or 2017 E-Day. My dad was an electrical engineer. My grandfather was an electrical engineer. So I thought, you know, I'd go into engineering and uh, E-Day was great, really cool thing to get to experience uh, kind of the engineering offering at the Auburn University and uh, that college and kind of what they built it out to be. It wasn't anything like it is now um, when I when I got there. And uh, it's cool because just the whole engineering area has exploded. I didn't stay in engineering, though, um, when I actually got to Auburn, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, when it came time to pick a school to go to, I only applied to Auburn and I didn't apply anywhere else because it didn't matter. Uh, I was either getting into Auburn and going there first, or I was going to just go down to Southern Union and then transfer in. Uh, thankfully I got early admission, uh, November 27th, 2007, I was accepted as a student of Auburn University. I have that little piece of paper, um, actually hang up on my wall because it was very special. Um, it was kind of a landmark, uh, I guess, achievement for myself as well as my mom because she did homeschool me and I got dual enrollment to ensure that all credits would be accepted, came in and it was great. Uh, in the fall of 2008, I started classes. Uh, I was out of state, so it was very expensive. I bet. And I could not afford that. So, uh, Came in in engineering uh, for that fall. I had to then take a year off and work in Dothan, where my grandparents had a furniture and appliance business. Uh, I worked there for a year to get in-state residency and would travel back to Auburn uh, on the weekends to still keep the relationships that I had built. Um, Once I got back, that was then uh, 2009, I believe, or... Let's see, because no, all of 2009 I was out. So 2010 was the only year that I had a full year at school. So my my Auburn uh, education was a little bit interesting because I had one semester on a year off to get residency, came back for a year. And I always took um, 18 plus credit hours because once you get to 15 credit hours, it's free beyond that. So uh, I was always 18, 19, 20 credit hours, depending on what I could take and how much I took. Boy, and then you typically are, you are a trooper for working through that. Well, you know, it, when you're, when you're paying through it, you got to get as much as you can. And it was the best value. Um, but I would take like a, uh, an elective here and there just to kind of spread it out, which was nice. When I came back in 2010, uh, left engineering and went into biochemistry. Uh, Cause I was like, maybe medical field would be fun. Um, one of the things that a lot of engineers make fun of is the business school. So I wasn't about to go straight there because uh, any failed engineer goes into business. Wow. I didn't know that um, was a little bit of rivalry going on there. Well, you know, it's kind of what it is. Uh, but I have, how much is it now? Like 17 years of experience in retail. I started working when I was 14 at Kroger as a cashier. Um, so I, I love the retail world and the business world and, uh, 
I'd, I'd say I'm, I'm decent at it. Um, maybe pretty well, good. You're maintaining the steady uh, job, so I'd say you're fairly decent at it. You know, I, I've taken a business here that I own within the Home Depot and grew it from uh, about 34 million to 150 million in two years. So, I mean, that's decent, right? That's impressive, right there, sir. So, uh, yeah, I I went begrudgingly into the College of Business after uh, a semester in biochem, and I was like, "Nah, this isn't for me. I I guess I have to go where the field <laughs> engineers go." And uh, I loved it. I I went into the College of Business uh, before it was Harvard College of Business, and uh, I went in like, "Okay, I'm going to figure out." which degree will get me out of here the fastest because I need to start making money and quit spending it because um, college is expensive and uh, decided between management and marketing. And I was like, you know what? I've enjoyed marketing. I know how the concepts work. I'm going to do this. Uh, I had the most electives between those two. Um, <laughs> terrible way to pick your major, but it doesn't really matter. I'm not judging you over here, major. sir. Hey, you, you use your zoology major. Like, yep. I'm not judging Oops. you at all because there were electives okay. part of that track. And I'm like, Hey man, I'm going to utilize those for everything I can. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, when you have them, you might as well use them. Right. And uh, yeah, that was, that was great. Um, I did take a stint uh, in 2011 doing the summer ops for industrial design. Honestly, when I was looking at engineering, I, I guess before that I had gone to an industrial design um, presentation or something uh, that had caught my eye for it. And I met with the Dean of the college. And if it hadn't been 2008, when I uh, first came into school, I probably would have gone into that as a, uh, a business area. But um, the Dean said when, when he came in, he was like, look, uh, I can't get anyone a job right now. The, the market's terrible. I wouldn't suggest anyone coming into this college. And my parents heard that and they were like, nope. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, so at least I made my way back there. I got to experience that. It was a, a fantastic program. But at that point, I had already been in school for a couple of years and was like, I need to get my degree and I need to start making money. Um, so I finished out in the College of Business, uh, got my marketing degree, loved that. Uh, honestly, the College of Business was a lot of fun. And uh, I worked with the OPCD, which is the Office of Professional and Career Development. So I was able to help other students uh, get jobs and actually got my first job out of school from there. I worked for Stanley Black & Decker, uh, which manufactures the DeWalt Power Tools. And that was a, a brand that I really, really resonated with me is that was kind of what my dad used growing up. And I loved working with tools. And from there, uh, I supported the Home Depot. And that's how I got in with that, which is pretty cool and kind of comes full circle to where I am now. Yeah, it's a, it's um, a roundabout track that you have there between engineering, biochemistry, business. <laughs> I mean, literally, so. you took some some interesting routes there. And I feel like everybody, and I shouldn't say everybody, a lot of people will come to a college, even and especially Auburn, and have this idea of what they're going to do. And then they get into the classes, and they're like, this isn't what I want to do. <laughs> Uh, yep. I don't think you're alone in that, that you had to kind of maneuver around it. And, you know, you obviously were trying to make some financial decisions as there as well. Um, but here's the thing. You have a very broad experience at Auburn academically, and I think that's made you better for it. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, that's what's so special about the college experience is 
it's not just a time, you know, where you kind of grow up and, and get to experience new things, but it's also development kind of for a blueprint of the rest of your life and uh, kind of the values you get instilled at Auburn, regardless of if it's through class or just through the culture, our things will take with you going forward. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was really thankful for that time to be able to kind of figure out where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And, you know, got to take a semester to experience missions. I went back to my grandparents' uh, store when my parents took it over. They took it over a year after I got residency, which I thought was uh, a little upsetting, but, you know, it's fine. They moved back and <laughs> could have been a resident then. Um, but we installed a, a POS computer system into the store. And uh, they just had a banner year this year um, because of being an appliance store in a world where appliances are very difficult to come by right now. Um, so uh, it's been great. Uh, my family's now back in the state of Alabama as, as I'm over here in Georgia. Um, but still, we have that common area right in between us. It's two hours for me to get to Auburn. It's two hours for them to get to Auburn. And we meet in the middle quite often. A great place to meet in the middle. Uh, speaking of your college experience, though, I mean, we talked a lot about academics, and I do want to maybe address, you know, you were there during a particular time, important time, and we talked some about that for sports. What other things while you're at college did you get involved with at Auburn? I know you're a busy guy. I mean, you were basically changing major, majors every year, and you were working, <laughs> and you were taking a huge class, oh, a workload in terms of classwork. Uh, but what else did you get involved with while you were at Auburn? Yeah, I, uh, First, uh, the way we know each other is through the BCM. So my parents actually met through the BSU back before it was called the BCM, uh, back when it was still on College Street. Um, sad. R. Sad R. that it's no longer there. I know, R. right? R. Uh, had a lot of good memories in that building um, with a lot of great people, uh, yourself included. And, uh, you know, um, had, a, had a great community there, whether it was the, the lunches, that we had uh, every Wednesday or the, the get togethers on Tuesday or, you know, just a, a great community to be a part of really enjoyed that. Um, I had quite a few jobs when I was in school. So I worked for Chartwell's uh, Tiger Dining. Mm-hmm. I was uh, part of the caribou coffee team in the library for about a month. <laughs> and I had a manager who hid in the back and didn't help and a partner who they put on the cash register and I was the one making the drinks who didn't know how to take an order. And so (laughs) she would uh, get the orders wrong, give them to me. I would make the drinks wrong. And then the student would say, Hey, you made my drink wrong. And I said, I made what you got. And they'd be like, that's not what I ordered. And uh, I, I dealt with that for about a month and then met with the head of uh, Chartwell's Tiger Dining and came in like a little suit and sat down with him and was like, uh, I'm handing in my resignation because this is the most poorly managed institution I've ever seen. And I can't believe that I have like had to work in this environment. And he was like, Oh my <laughs> gosh, what? And uh, So um, they made some changes. They moved me over to Terrell hall, which was kind of cool. I actually started uh, my freshman year in sass nasty in oh, Sassnet hall right there by Terrell and uh, got to work uh, kind of all the area that used to be the old cafeteria, but was like a Nathan's Hot Dogs and a little pasta area and like a sandwich shop. And uh, that was a fun time. I worked there for a little while as well. Mm. Uh, I did that at the same time that I worked for the Office of Professional and Career Development. Um, I also worked for Walmart for a little while uh, because it was really close to where I lived. Um, 
kind of worked my way all through school, which I know a lot of people don't want to necessarily do that. But I think that really instilled the value of uh, a hard work ethic, which I think does pretty well for me today. So I, I really appreciate going through that struggle. I would agree with that, sir. I think it's, uh, you know, not to take anything away from people who are fortunate enough not to work while they're at college, but it, I can attest to that as well myself. It taught me a lot of things, but a lot about sacrifice, the things you don't get to be involved with. But as we're listening to your story, Ben, we already can tell that your experience was well-rounded, whether it was working through several jobs on campus, off of campus, going on experiences during your schooling, taking a huge course load, changing your semester every five seconds, and being a part of the BCM, <laughs> and what we're getting to now in just a second, a pretty cool sports year, uh, you had a very well-rounded experience. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support whether you decide to join or not we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our e2c network family well that's it timeouts over let's get back into the episode now let's talk about that national championship season that you were a student during and tell me what what is that like and obviously I know that feeling, but I want you to tell the listeners that we're not a student during that time. What was that experience like? All right. So to preface this, uh, my college career started in 2008 and ended in 2012. If you know anything about those years, some of the worst football seasons of the past, I don't know how long, um, especially 2012 season, which mm-hmm. I don't think we played football that year. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, feel, I still think you've convinced yourself that somehow that there was some, you know, national emergency where we weren't able to play football. You know, maybe a pandemic occurred then and we just weren't able to make it happen. <laughs> maybe that's what happened. <laughs> um, my memory is a little fuzzy on that just because I don't remember uh, any games. So that's fine. The, uh, the middle of that, though, was the banner year. And actually in the room I'm in, I've got a 2010 national champions flag on my door. Um, Auburn apparel kind of all over this house. So, uh, I'm not just, shocked in the least by that, sir. Yeah. Um, and the 2010 season was really cool because that was the year. And, and I remember being a little kid and going to games and seeing the people in the end zone that painted up. And then in, uh, as I was getting older and looking to where I was going to sit when I was in school, 
um, going to games each year, I'd see the the crazy painted up people and I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to be a part of that. And in 2010, I was like, this is our season. Uh, we're going all the way. I'm painting up every single game. And the first game against, I want to say Ellen Monroe, um, it was some podunk team. Uh, painted up, and my whole family was there. Uh, sat in the student section in the end zone, and it was just fantastic. And then uh, from that point on, kind of got a crew together. Uh, the magic was in the air the entire season. We would camp outside of the stadium uh, for, depending on what time the game was, either early, early in the morning when it was really cold, uh, kind of all bundled up beside the gates, uh, or kind of midday um, if it was a night game, and get our spot in line so that when the, op- when the gates opened, the runners could jump down there and mark our spots right in the end zone so we could high-five the, the players when they came out on the field and uh, be there for when Clemson misses a, uh, an extra point or whatever it was that went over our heads. Um, such, a, such a good time. So, uh, yeah, that, that season was probably my worst grades of my college career. <laughs> um, just because when you're at the top and it's such a special season, um, you know, you forget to study sometimes. I also took a lot of hard classes. Uh, so <laughs> that's fine as well. Um, so not, what not I'm hearing is your extended stay, not necessarily because of money or, or work, working during this time. I passed Maybe? everything. I'm not saying you didn't pass. I passed I, everything <laughs> that I took. I'm it's hearing that this C's was a bit of a bumpy. <laughs> and I had two C's that's that uh, semester. So, but you know, it's fine. I, uh, I, I got my degree. Uh, actually, if you take out every semester that I wasn't in school, either giving residency or working or on the other side of the world, I actually graduated in three and a half years. So that's something to be proud of, sir. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, you... Even though it took me five to do that, because it was uh, only a handful of semesters that I actually were in classes during that time. Um, but you know, such is my Auburn journey, which is fine. It was a it was a fantastic experience, and I wouldn't change it. That's an incredible thing to have on your resume as an Auburn student uh, to be there to witness uh, the national championship happen while Absolutely. you were there. That's that's something that I will always treasure too as well. That the fact that you know I was amongst all of that chaos that season, good and bad. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, brought us brought us all together. The the most special thing that um, you know all the home games were there, uh, all the home games that we had in Jordan Hare. I think you went to Mississippi State, maybe, or Texas A&M, one of those? I went to Mississippi State, Kentucky, and I believe that is it that year for the away games. Yeah, so you went to some of the away games. My first ever away game was the 2010 Iron Bowl Mm. in Bryant-Denny, the Canback. You were there for the Lutzy, sir. I was there for the Lutzy, and uh, man, that was such an experience. Um, From being painted up walking around T-Town, having people yell at us the whole time, being up in the upper deck where it was just so dang cold, and then uh, going down 24 to nothing and being like, well, it was a great season, and then having the cam back, uh, the Lutzy to score the the winning touchdown. Uh, Such a good time. What what a fantastic road trip. I need you to confirm Um, something for me. Yeah. You know, legend tells, and I mean, we could see it on the TV, but you know, sometimes TV plays tricks. 
Was it true that when Auburn started making that comeback, the sun came out and made an orange and blue sunset? Sure did. I thought so. I, I you know, we saw it, it on TV, and I'm, and I'm like, that can't be real. That cannot be like happening right now. And that's why to this day, I will, uh, you know, half jokingly, but maybe a little bit serious as well, always say, do you know how God's an Auburn fan? Because it painted <laughs> the sky orange and blue. Um, that's incredible, man. And, and honestly, you know, part of me, you know, asked, always asked the question, well, was it worth it if you weren't at the national championship game? Well, yeah, Ben got to be at those type of events with the Lutzy, the Camback, to be in that freezing cold temperatures. And is it okay to reveal your alter ego, sir? I don't know. Or do you want to still keep that a secret as your? No, your... I think if people don't know that uh, I was Captain Plainsman, then uh, they, they do now. Um, Captain Plainsman on Twitter is my uh, alter ego, all Auburn account. Uh, the reason I made it initially was because I wanted an account where it was just Auburn all the time uh, that I could follow because Auburn Twitter is hilarious. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> it, it can be, it can be a bad place too. Um, but it is hilarious. Uh, so yeah, the funny thing about the 2010 season is me being in the end zone every single game uh, dressed up in my Captain Plainsman gear, which was a, a cape and a Home Depot hard hat with an Auburn AU on it, which I think is just hilarious too. Um, and like I said, the oranges are very close. Um, down in the end zone, I actually met a guy at the... So I, I was very fortunate to have uh, a friend um, that sold me their ticket to the SEC championship game and Caroline won the lottery for it. So we were both able to go together uh, to the SEC title game against South Carolina. And after that game, we were walking around Atlanta and met a guy that was dressed up like me walking around the area. He had the orange Home Depot hat and the cape. And he saw me from afar and he was like, oh my gosh, can I get a picture with you? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I was painted up in that and uh, had the cape and the hat on, and we got a picture together. And uh, it was a really fun time um, at the SEC title game. And then uh, it's funny for the national championship because um, I had like $300 that I was saving under my bed. And I was like, I'm taking this money and I'm buying a plane ticket. I'm going to the national championship, regardless of if I'm not able to go or not. I want to be in that city I want to be in Phoenix when we win. And so I got the plane tickets and uh, we had the lottery. And because of all the scalping that happened in the first lottery uh, for the uh, SEC title game, the Auburn ticketing said you have to actually come to the location, to the office in Phoenix to be able to get the tickets. So a lot of people that won the lottery didn't take it because they weren't going. And uh, so the third lottery came around and I was selected. So I got one of those national championship tickets and was able to go to that game, even though I already had the plane ticket, which honestly was incredible because the snowstorm hit Atlanta as I was leaving for the national championship game. Mm. Uh, so it's funny because I was actually going to South Africa uh, three days after the national championship game. So I had a plane trip over there, a plane trip to get back. I was going to see my family in Caroline before going on another plane that would take me to uh, Dulles 
in DC to fly to France to fly to South Africa. So uh, just a just a crazy time. But yeah, I uh, I got to be there. I remember when uh, I believe Wes Byram. Yeah, and I actually had a class with Wes, which was really cool. We had took business analytics together. Um, when Wes Byram kicked that game-winning field goal against Oregon. Uh, I remember just standing there in the stadium um, and thinking, man, this is, uh, this is the dream. It'll never get better than this. And uh, not saying that um, it won't because, you know, we, we were back at a national championship three years later, but just that feeling, the 2010 national championship, and I'm sure you felt this too, but I was like, that, that's my national championship. Mm-hmm. Like we can win, you know, 17 national champions going down the line. Um, we will eventually, yep. uh, but the 2010 is always going to be, is always going to be mine. It's always going to be that special one that I got to experience. Well, Ben, if we use Alabama math, we've already won about 20 national championships. So, Hey, that's yeah. right. Honestly, we could claim about seven. So, so yeah, just, just think of it that way. So listeners, <laughs> let me, let me put it to you this way. If you have not been like captivated and uh, enthralled by Ben King's story, we're not done yet because there's two aspects here that if I have correct, we need to address before we get into the questionnaire. And I know we need, do need to get to that, but I, I want to address them. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, but you had at least a small part in the discussions about the tumors Oak situation after Harvey Updike poisoned them. Is that correct? That is correct. Would you uh, I care was... to explain that a little bit for us? Yeah. Um, so that was really, uh, I mean, I know it hurt everyone, right? But I feel like maybe it hurt me more. <laughs> I don't want to say that because, uh, but it, the tumors oaks were just something always so special to me. Um, in 2007, I rolled our front yard when we beat Florida. Uh, that how cool is West Byram game? I know I've mentioned the guy twice now. Um, great. You like West Byron or something? I'm not sure. He, he was a cool guy. Uh, really good memories with him. And he was a cool guy in person too. Uh, so rolled our front yard there just because of, you know, the, the tumors oak tradition. And uh, when the trees were poisoned and we knew that they weren't going to last, um, it was a tough time. So there was a committee that uh, was assembled to decide what the future of the, uh, the corner would look like. And it was open to all, all students and all people in the area. And so I <laughs> got dressed up in a little suit with an orange tie and came there. And I expected there to be just a ton of people. And there weren't. Um, there were only about a handful. And because of that, uh, I got to come up to the front and be on the panel and uh, get to look at the plans and have a vote and uh, kind of helped shape what Tumor's Corner is today, which is, uh, which is pretty special. And so they've done a great job um, taking it from what it was and making it to what it is now. It'll never be the same, but because of using the saplings that came from the original Tumors Oaks and really having a environment that is much more unified, um, not a great thing to have in 2020 when you're trying to social distance, but <laughs> in a regular year, it's fantastic to be able to be shoulder to shoulder underneath the trees with your Auburn family. They're celebrating at the corner. Now, is it true that y'all proposed an idea kind of like the uh, Disney Animal Kingdom tree, a fake tree that was going to be giant and in the middle of that corner? I had heard yes. that rumor. Okay, and I'm again, that obviously was, that didn't come to fruition. That was mine, and I wanted it to be bronze. And uh, 
and I don't know if it was just mine, but that was the one I voted for first um, because I thought that it would be cool to have a unifying uh, tree together. The The goal was to have three trees, um, two on the sides that were replicas of the originals and then one in the middle that kind of unified all together um, that showed kind of where we were and where we're going as an Auburn family. Yeah. Um, would have been special. Uh, probably would have gotten... Um, messed up by people that like to uh because i mean you think about the time that we were in school and i don't know what happened before or after but i feel like every season someone tried to set the trees on fire oh i felt like somebody was always doing something to it yeah it happened at an iron bowl it happened after a georgia game um i feel like every season that i was there someone was messing with the trees so just to have statues like that i couldn't imagine what people would do to them yeah uh under the darkness of night so I think it was a good idea to go with the saplings. Um, I kind of love what, tumor cor- what Tumor's Corner has become at this point. Yeah. Um, it's not what it was, and I wanted to hold on to what it was, but I think it was good for us to kind of have uh, a new beginning with something old and something new to unify us together. And, what? you know, for a while there, we had the little lines that went across. <laughs> uh, we'd, like, roll the lines as we sat around on the, yeah. the tiger paw. Um <laughs> That was a, a funny time, but love that we can roll the trees once again. I'm happy to know that you were part of that process. And while you, you, you threw some ideas out there that didn't get come to fruition, uh, you were still part of that process. And another u- unique aspect of your Auburn story. And we're not done yet, folks, because I don't know how he hasn't brought this up unless I have the story wrong. Ben King, did you or did you not get married on Auburn's campus? Oh, yeah. Um, that was how a big do you, thing, wasn't how, it? Oh, yeah. How do you forget that? Well, man? we hadn't gotten to that point. Um, yeah. We were just talking about 2010 a second ago. That was 2012. Uh, that's why I don't remember the football season, even though, like a, a, a true Auburn fan, I didn't get married during the fall. You and AJ. See, I'm just going to say that shows true love to uh, plan your wedding during a football game uh, Saturday versus sometime in May, like Carolina and I did. But you were just braver than we we were. (laughs) Well, the reason ours was in May is because we were part of the War Eagle Wedding Competition, the first and only War Eagle Wedding Competition, uh, put on by the university and by uh, the hotel across, uh, Army University Hotel. And it was really cool uh, because we actually competed for a free wedding and it was out of, I want to say, 33 couples that submitted. And uh, we made it into the top three. And we, uh, we got to experience all these different things. Um, they actually took us up into Sanford Hall, into the bell tower, and uh, got to sign our names up there and take pictures, which was really cool. I remember being a little kid and always wanting to go up there, and it was closed off. And uh, you had to be part of like some special organization to be able to do it. And because of that, we got to go up there. And, uh, you know, sign our names is part of Auburn history, which uh, was really special. Probably one of the, uh, the pinnacles of that experience. But then the coolest thing of it was even though we didn't win the whole thing, uh, we were able to get the venue, which was Sanford Lawn, uh, uh, all expenses paid, which was really cool. Um, all we had to do was pay for the chairs to set up and uh, the refreshments for the site. Um, so we got married on Sanford lawn, uh, right in front of Sanford hall, which is the iconic area for Auburn university. And, uh, 
it's it's great because when we got married um we were able to take pictures all across um the lawn and uh by the sign and tumors oaks were still there so we got some there and we actually had a reception at the bcm uh because we actually met through with the bcm uh down where chill was um back when it was a little yogurt place and froyo was was all the rave uh so yeah um it's it's odd because a couple of those landmarks aren't even in Auburn anymore. Um, the Oaks have changed. The BCM is gone. Chill is now something else. Uh, but those memories will always be strong. And uh, it was such a fantastic experience getting married on the lawn. Ben, I tell you what, sir. There are times that I'd love to be able to say that I am the quintessential Auburn fan. But every time you and I get together, I've always been reminded by how far I am behind you. The fact that you got married it's on not Sanford a competition, it, sir. It is because I want to reach <laughs> for your for your level. Like that is you are the you are the star that I'm shooting for in terms of being an Auburn fan and Auburn family member. And I promised our listeners episode twenty would be outstanding, and we're still not done. But before we get into our questionnaire, is there anything else that you'd like to share about your Auburn story that you haven't already? Oh, uh, um. I think I've covered a lot of it. I'm sure I've missed some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, so much of my life has revolved around the university. Um, and I had such a great experience there during my college years. Um, but yeah, I don't think you've done going. enough, Ben. I think you've had a pretty sparse experience as an Auburn family member. I know. I always got always to gotta keep getting better. How about this? To round out your story part of it, would you uh, be able to characterize for me in your own words what the Auburn family is? Yeah. Um, the Auburn family is a group of diverse people from all backgrounds that have one unifying thing together, and that's the love of orange and blue. The bond of truly being a, an Auburn student and fan and family member, um, regardless of if you actually went to the school or you're across the pond, uh, it's, a, it's a group of people that you know, love each other for the bond that we have for the love of Auburn. And it's such a special group to be a part of. Well said, sir. Very well said. So now let's get into the sometimes interesting part of this is your final questionnaire, uh, about 12 questions that I have for you to kind of get a, if we haven't gotten a better perspective of what you are as an Auburn family member yet, this will give us even more insight to that. So it's somewhat rapid fire, but not so rapid fire because usually people want more explanation for their answers. And I do as well. So if you're ready, we'll get started. Let's do it. Question number one, orange or blue? Orange. Why? Why? Cause, uh, well, it's my favorite color. Um, it's what a lot of my things are. Uh, it's funny in industrial design, uh, you could always tell what my thing was because it was always uh, base coat orange and some blue stripes on it. Uh, orange is, uh, I don't know, man. It's just the, it makes me happy. I think it orange that describes you better too. Like if I had to like put a personality with orange, it's Ben King. Oh, I appreciate that. And that's, I mean that as a compliment too, but I, I just feel like if I had to assign a color based on personalities, orange is definitely your color, sir. Well, thank you. <laughs> question, question two, you've got to pick a side, Ben. Obby or War Eagle? Mm, that's a tough one. Uh, I do love War Eagle. I think it's the best live animal uh, mascot in all of college football. Um, there's no better, like, exciting feeling than when the eagle flies around the stadium. Um, incredible 
incredible feeling. And I know this year they have the the digital one um, because the the mascots aren't able to actually come out, even though the Eagles do fly around uh, during non-game days. Um, but you know that that as special as that is, and as the uh, you know War Eagles are battle cry. Uh, I love Abby, man. Um, Abby was one of my favorite things when I was a little kid. And I think that's why he would win that battle. Um, because as much as I loved watching the Eagle fly, Abby kind of, that, that, that was a football thing. And Abby's an Auburn thing. Um, Abby kind of is our mascot of the university that represents us in every sport and in everything that is Auburn. It was always fun getting to see Abby, especially when we were on campus. But when I was a little kid, Tiger Walk and um, just seeing him walk around campus, seeing him ride around on his little four-wheeler or his golf cart, uh, seeing him just anywhere that you're randomly walking by um, was kind of like your own celebrity that never aged. And uh, when I was actually a student in school, uh, one of my favorite Obby moments, which Caroline and I ran into Obby all the time, and it was pretty cool. We've got so many pictures with him. Um, but he came into the, uh, the library one day when I was studying and he ran in there in a little Jedi suit and fought a Darth Vader, um, across the, (laughs) the third floor, um, jumping over things, tables and whatnot with lightsabers. And it's just one of those random things that, you know, Obi just comes in and does it. And you're like, Hey, that's (laughs) Obi. And everyone stopped what they were doing and watched the, the lightsaber duel and they ran out. And then everyone went back to work and it was such a fun time. Uh, so yeah, I, I'd have to say Abby wins it just because of his tie to Auburn as a whole, but that's not discounting the Eagle. It does. And it doesn't discount either of them, whether you chose one over the other. Uh, but that was a great explanation for why you love Abby. And now you're safe from the minions of Abby because he does have a list. And if you didn't pick him, you'd be on it then. Question three, your favorite part it can be a line, a word, whatever of the Auburn fight song. Hmm. Ever to conquer. And now you're just pandering now, sir. <laughs> you are you are like going to be canceled right hey, now for just that pandering. Was, that was the reason we named it this. Yes, it was. And uh, also, uh, um, and Never to Yield was already taken at the time as well. <laughs> oh, well, I liked Ever to Conquer anyway. Uh, I actually have the E2C podcast email that we originally set up before you made Do it. Do you network. really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I need access to that so I can see if there's anything in there I can like go back and just cringe at. Um, I don't know. I made the mistake of tying it to my YouTube channel. So <laughs> I was like, dang it. Now I can't like share it with everyone on the group, but it was fine because we became the network. So we didn't need it anymore. Right. Um, but yeah, ever to conquer, I think is, uh, one of the coolest lines in that thing. Question four: your favorite Auburn sports program. I think this is obvious, but I need an answer from you. Yep. It's football, um, entire life. And then, uh, getting to do, the No Huddle podcast um, with you and Tristan and AJ over the years getting to be back last week was really cool. Um, yeah, it's a football program. Question five, your favorite Auburn athlete? Mm, that is tough. That is very tough. Um, I think I have to go with Cam Newton just because of his personality. Um, and anytime, you know, the way that he's been able to come to Auburn, take us to the pinnacle of college football, come back and get his degree while I was still in school and transcend um, to an NFL MVP, uh, what he's done for the university while he was there and coming back. 
Um, just a great, great character. And while he likes to showboat, I love that about him. I know a lot of people are turned off by it, but he's a man that knows, you know, where he stands and uh, he wants to prove it every day, which I think is a pretty cool thing. I don't think, I don't know that we've had someone pick Cam Newton yet. Uh, maybe Jessica picked Cam Newton, which would be apropos for episode 20 and uh, episode 10 together. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not shocked that you would pick Cam Newton. I mean, I could, I could give you a list of like my top 25. Oh, I'm sure you could, Ben. And maybe one day we'll have to have you back for a show just to do that. Ben King's top 25 Auburn football player, or favorite Auburn <laughs> athletes of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because my parents were in school when Bo Jackson was there. And I feel like Cam Newton was my Bo Jackson, which is another reason why he's so special. I've thought about that, this type of question the same way. So I think that's a great way to look at it. It's going to get a little bit harder for you, though. Question six, your favorite Auburn coach all time. Hmm. That is tough. Um, is it bad that I would have to go with Gene Chizik? No, it's, he's an uh, Auburn coach and he gave us something pretty important. I, I love Gene Chizik. Um, my favorite coach during the time, while his time was short, uh, he gave me something that no one else has. And that 2010 season was so special. Um, what he and Gus did on the offensive side of the ball uh, was just something to always remember. And and I'll be telling stories of it as long as I live. I think there's a bittersweet relationship that Gene Chizik now has with Auburn, but I think the sweetness of it always outweighs the bitterness of it. Because obviously when you get fired and let go in such a a way that he did, there's going to be a little bit of hurt there, but I, I get what you're saying and why he's so important to you. Obviously the national championship is big, but if you can just see the way that he talks about Auburn now, when he's actually asked for his honest opinions and you can see that he understood that he was probably the luckiest guy on the face of the planet to land that job. Not because of, you know, he didn't deserve it or anything like that, but the fact that he got to be here with Cam Newton, with Gus Malzahn, with Cam Newton and all the other players that were there during that time in Auburn, I, don't, I think he understands that he, he captured lightning in a bottle. So that's a great pick. Appreciate what, it. Question seven, your favorite non-athletics Auburn person. So this can be a family member, a friend, an acquaintance, a professor, an actual celebrity of Auburn. In, in any other industry, but someone that is not directly related to sports, who would that favorite Auburn person be? Hmm. Um, for whatever reason, I'm just going to go with my first thought. It's Tim Cook. And uh, I, I guess the reason being is I'm a little bit of an Apple fanboy. Um, <laughs> we have, you know, everything from iPhones to Apple TV to Caroline's MacBook and everything in between. Um, you know, iPhone really changed the way that I experienced the world because I had uh, one or two smartphones before it, but being on Verizon, it was a while until you were able to actually get it. And uh, now having it um, would never want to go to something else. Um, And even though, you know, Tim Cook didn't start it, he was there for a long time, had a lot to do with that. And now is the face of Apple and a fantastic CEO. And uh, I love the fact that he's, an Auburn man through and through and comes back and supports uh, athletics and everything else within the school as well. It's hard to break away from your roots, even for a guy as big as Tim Cook. Question eight, your favorite Auburn building? Uh, Past, present, or future, I guess. I don't know. The that is tough. Future, but favorite um, Auburn building. Look, I love a lot of the buildings, um, except for maybe Haley. 
Um, <laughs> you and everyone, that's, that's like half the people's response here. You know, I have a lot of choices, but Haley's not one of them. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know, right? Well, here's the thing. It's like, it, I, I like that it's there. It's iconic, <laughs> go in. but ridiculous. Um, <laughs> what a ridiculous building. Uh, the student center was built my freshman year, which I thought was really cool. The athletic center was built, uh, was finalized my senior year, but didn't open until the, the semester after I left school. So I never actually got to go in it, which I was a little bitter about. Um, I spent a lot of time in the engineering buildings. I spent a lot of time in Ross Hall because uh, I was chemical engineering. That's where I started. Um, I spent a lot of time in the uh, business building. Um, but I'd have to say out of all the buildings, for whatever reason, Foy is my favorite. Old um, Foy. Foy was the old student center. Uh, it was actually closed and they didn't do anything with it um, for a couple of years uh, once I first got on school, which was kind of difficult because um, those that lived on campus had to have a tiger card plan and we had to put like 1200 bucks on that thing and only had a handful of places that we could actually use it. So uh, that semester um, was the first semester that we had the new program and the new student center. And that was when Starbucks still had the uh, gift cards you could buy there. So all of my family got Starbucks gift cards for Christmas because I couldn't use all of my money, which was funny. <laughs> um, but one of my favorite memories in Foy, besides going in there all the years growing up and coming to Auburn, which I think is why it has such a special place in my heart is uh, once it was closed and I was a freshman on campus, uh, some friends and I would sneak in there and like play hide and seek in the dark in that building. And uh, that was so much fun. Um, I've been there, sir. I I may have played with you a couple of times. Maybe so. Um, I don't specifically remember, but I did it so often that uh, it's hard to remember all the times. And, you know, from what they've transitioned it into now, um, to where they had some of the best eating places on campus there. Uh, just a special building um, with special memories and uh, love getting to go into Foy. Well, that's a great segue into question nine. And this is your favorite Auburn place to eat. Oh, this is tough. So if No, this should not there, be tough, Ben King. If you make this tougher than it, you know the answer to this question. Um, so I have to I have set this up. Okay. The place that we would always go uh, when I was growing up was Guthrie's, the one at the corner of um, Gay Street and Opelika Road. Right. And uh, that that was my go-to. If they were still in business and still there, um, I would have to say the Guthrie's on that corner. I mean, you can um, still say it, it even though it's gone. I mean, that can be your favorite. It's not there, so I, I can't claim it. Um, something that I always have to get when I go back to Auburn is Willie's Wings. Uh, I think the official name of it is Proud Willie's Wings and stuff or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie's Wings was something that when Caroline and I discovered it our first year being married, I think we had it every weekend from that point on. Um, great priced wings, delicious flavor. They're little, but they pack a punch and uh, just absolutely loved it. But I think the number one place that actually catered our um, rehearsal dinner is Mike and Ed's. I knew you knew the answer to this. <laughs> Mike and Ed's with the trash can sweet tea and the best sauces, barbecue sauces around, um, delicious pulled pork. In fact, 
I went there so often and got the child's plate every time that they raised the price on it. So you're the reason so, we have to pay so much more now. <laughs> <laughs> everyone that uh, that used to get the child's plate for like three bucks, I'm sorry, you have to pay four fifty now. Um, some dumb college student would come in multiple times a week and get it because <laughs> it was always it was the perfect amount, just the perfect amount of food, filling, get a sweet tea with it. Um, at that point in time, they had those little uh, coupon books where you could get a free sweet tea with a purchase. Oh man, that was that was the time. And yeah, they uh, loved him so much. Had him cater part of our wedding. And uh, yeah, Mike and Ed's is number one. We're due for a guy date there sometime soon, sir. Absolutely. Need it. Well, I, I need it seems it. like anytime we meet up in Auburn, it's, it's at Mike and Ed's. Of course it is. It's Where else be. are we going to go? Totally. Um, question 10, your favorite Auburn tradition. So this can be sports, non-sports, a weird personal tradition you have for yourself, but your favorite Auburn tradition. Uh, there are so many of them um favorite Auburn tradition okay so I get to bring something that I talked about earlier back into this but before I get there I'm going to say two things that I really uh love and appreciate and have been doing for a long time so um before every football game uh the week before I will play the game on NCAA football on the Xbox (laughs) and uh I've been doing that for uh gosh, like 10 years or more, probably more at this point. Um, every game that we'd be playing, I'd, I'd go into exhibition and I'd play the team that we're playing against uh, and I'd win the game so that I could predict the score for the, the upcoming um, game that we would have and then maybe we'd win it, maybe not. Uh, I'll tell you what, the Iron Bowl that I played a few uh, a few days ago did not turn out the same way as it did on Saturday, but that's okay. I would imagine not, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another tradition that I absolutely love, and this is mainly because of my grandmother, because she would always have us go to it, is Tiger Walk. And uh, it was always cool getting to high-five the players um, as they were walking into the stadium. Um, some of the most special times was seeing, like, Jason Campbell, Cadillac Williams, Ronnie Brown, as they were all uh, walking into the stadium for, like, that 2004 season, now having them all as coaches or sideline reporters. It's just fantastic to, you know, really keep the Auburn family close. Um, but the number one overall that I absolutely love is the Eagle flying before the game. Um, like I said earlier, uh, it's a tradition that is uniquely Auburn, and there's no better feeling than the whole crowd yelling out War Eagle as the Eagle circles the field and dives down for his little bird treat. His little bird treat. <laughs> there are aviculturists around the world just cringing with you saying that. <laughs> that, uh, uh, that came from a bit when one of the eagles ran into the uh, the windows. It was spirit. Yeah. It was um, spirit. <laughs> the, the commentator who talked about it was like, but that, that eagle, he got back up and he circled the stadium and got down for his little bird treat. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm shaking my head because you called it bird treat, but I'm also shaking my head because of rethinking about what spirit has done. We love him, but my gosh, son, he needs to, he needs help. <laughs> hey, uh, sometimes you see your reflection. You just got to hit it. Sometimes you just need to not fly out of the stadium spirit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things ever is like, whoa. And then it bows off because he's out of the stadium. And then he comes back. Oh, whoa. That's like, hey, at least he didn't like leave and go somewhere else. The fact that he like came out and we drowned off and then come back in is like <laughs> one of the best things ever. It's like, what happened? 
I just, I didn't know that could happen. Like it's never happened before since I've been here, but it did. All right. I'm going to really press you on this one. Cause if you haven't been able to tell Ben's favorite, this or pick this, or that has turned into five pick this and each one of these things, but okay. I'm going to really okay. push I'll, you on this, this, this one. I'll because keep I, it down. No, not only because I really want to know deep down for question 11, you are one single favorite Auburn memory. I think of Auburn. I think of this memory. Mm, so I would have to say meeting Caroline. Oh, he went, so, uh, he went for the seals <laughs> folks. I knew it. It's uh, it was just a special time after the BCM. Uh, a few groups uh, went down to chill to get some froyo, and uh, we were hanging out. And uh, Caroline quoted one of my favorite movies, which is Hot Rod. And I, uh, you would just be a Hot Rod in. fan. I love the movie, man. It's hilarious. Uh, all great men wear mustaches. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yet you but, don't have one that I know of. I have a beard, so it just, oh, that's uh, right. You did get a beard now. Yeah, I've I've had one. I just don't like shaving, um, but Caroline doesn't mind it, and uh, I keep it trimmed. Uh, it looks it looks okay, I'd say. It's growing in quite well. I'll be the um, judge of that, sir. All right. Well, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, heard Caroline quote one of my favorite movies, and uh, like butted into the conversation they were having and introduced myself, and it was so awkward. But I mean. Uh, that was kind of me, I guess. Um, cause I, I played it cool, I'd say. Uh, and then, uh, from that, it turned into a great friendship that turned into a, a fantastic relationship. And, uh, now having been married for, uh, coming up on eight years, um, just a fantastic part of my life. And really, um, when I talk about Auburn family, you know, um, my family, Caroline and I and our little pommies that have Auburn, uh, shirts that they wear all the time. Um, yeah, that's that's my Auburn family, my immediate Auburn family. So have to go to that memory. Props, man, for going to the the wife angle there. I mean, it's it's true, and I know you mean it, but I'm just saying that that's some that's some safe stuff that you did there, but that's also some smart stuff you did there, and some meaningful stuff. So I'm glad that uh, that is what your favorite Auburn memory is. Your final question: I need you to describe Auburn to me in one word, other than family. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that I want to use, but I want to make sure that it's the pinnacle word. One word other than family. What if I use like a, uh, it, a it different can... language for family? Oh, wow. Familia. Not... Oh, okay. So you want the Spanish reference. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that I know. Um, uh, I, I, you know, normally I, I would say I would allow that, but I'm going to say that it's a little bit of a cheat for you because I know how, how smart you are in thinking about those things. So I'm going to still push you for one other than family. Um, so one of my favorite things in, uh, in the Auburn Creed is uh, from the Bible verse, rise up on wings like eagles. Um, I, I guess I would have to put... And it's weird because our mascot's the tiger, and I know everyone has questions about this. Um, but besides, I, I know War Eagle is two words. Uh, I, I'd have to take Eagle. For more than just the actual event that takes place, more than just the words, but because it is very, you know, all-encompassing. We talk about Avi is everything about the university, but maybe the Eagle is everything about the spirit, if that makes yeah. sense. And I, I love it. It's a way we can tie a bow on all that. And we have not had someone share eagle as their one word to describe Auburn. And I know on the surface, it may sound 
you know, well, duh, Eagle. But if you think about it, it really does kind of line what you've been trying to purvey through your Auburn story and sharing with us. So, Ben, this has been obviously eye-opening for me. I know a lot of your story already, but just getting to hear some of the nuances and details about it has been uh, a joy for me personally as your friend and as your partner when we began this venture on Ever to Conquer podcast, which became E2C Network so many years ago now. Uh, and I know you're not here as often as I'd like you to be, but as I know you're very well aware, you're always welcome here, sir. And I think people wish you were here more often. <laughs> They're like, get that Kyle guy off and they bring Ben back. Hey, well, uh, you're doing great things with this. And, you know, much like the Eagle being the spirit of Auburn, uh, I'm always here in spirit and uh, definitely enjoy listening to what you guys do on the on the network, especially uh, my old stomping grounds. Um, don't miss an episode. You always find a way to bring it back around, much like an eagle. And there I have found a way to bring it back as well. (laughs) Ben, thank you so much for joining us here. We will have many more opportunities to get together and uh, talk about Auburn here on this network, I'm sure, in the future. And I hope that you've all enjoyed listening to Ben and his Auburn roots. We'll be back again with uh, another episode very soon. Thank you for listening. And War Eagles. War Eagles.